Nice. Oh. Getting good. Crispy. It's only taken Crispy you four lit. seasons to get, to get good. The four seasons. Yeah. Welcome to the four seasons. <laughs> well, yeah. The fourth season. Would you like a warm towel? Wait, is this the first episode? Second. Second episode. Second episode. Welcome right, back to the fourth season. Yeah. The last episode, or the first episode of the was new about season last is year. always the uh, last year's yeah thank you for paying attention to our formula usually the four yeah it's been a minute it's been winning us audiences for years now yeah but welcome back to what's your record uh i'm tyler with here with grady and jake what the fuck just happened whoa (laughs) took over took over jake's uh intro grady looked at me he was just like did you know about this (laughs) did we agree hey i swear at one point you were like begging us to do the intro for you because you guys do anything yeah you were just like come on do some fucking work so there we go you know it's not like Tyler doesn't do a lot of work, but the, the people don't see it. That's know? true. Yeah, my and job is uh, my job is a silent silent success, I guess. If it, if, I, if I if I'm if no one knows I'm here, then I've done a good job. Let's put it that way. Who said that? Uh, except you're <laughs> one of the people who speaks. No, I mean like so audio kind of need people to know you're here. No, but that that's always a rule when you work in audio. It's like if nobody knows you exist, then you've done a good job. Could you because imagine if that just... means that no one's paying attention to the audio. Right. Work. True, but you could also argue if someone notices how good it is. Yeah. Production. No. Then you did a great job. That's true. That's Where true. they're like, wow, Jake barely clipped. When he yelled yeah, on that barely one. Could clipped. you imagine if we had an episode where we had him set everything up and we're just like, okay, bud, why don't you sit this one out, Grady, and I are going to talk? <laughs> well, um, it'd probably be a lot faster. Oh! we get done in like under an hour for sure. This is where I need my wow. soundboard, my air horn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, we're going back to our roots today. We yeah, just called it the theme. classic theme, which... Um, a what's your record theme? The classic. Yeah, which would be the goal is to bring a record that you think the other people haven't heard and make them listen to it, and hopefully nobody wants to gouge their eyes out. Um, I personally hopefully. really liked this playlist. I felt like both you guys were taking me out to a nice dinner by not giving me something that I completely hated. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> hey, that's rare. Okay, yeah, that's, that's rare. Good. No, it was Often cool, but, but it was like no, two... I, I like this playlist too, actually, yeah. I think. It was it's like a... going to two different, like two, two different, different sides of Jake. Yeah, yeah it's just like, well, I'll take you here. I'm like, ooh, I like yeah. this, but I also like this Okay, so lot. Do you like so the what, chicken okay. or the salmon? So what type of, what, uh, like, let's let's just paint a picture for the listeners. What type of restaurant would you hear Grady's music in? Or not, it doesn't have to be a restaurant, could be a, establishment yeah it could be a venue rubio's uh, no come on come on come on the realistically grill? don't yeah, think about don't grill. think about who picked it think uh, about the music separate the music from the man and then and then do mine after that for those um, wanting context on that um i i i've often suggested we go get rubio's for dinner and they give me a lot of shit for no well and the main real the main thing food. is we say i kind of want mexican food and then grady goes Rubio's? <laughs> hey, you know what? It tastes Oops. good. What can I the say? The Coastal right. Grill. Um, no, if Grady's album was playing somewhere, I think it would be a little more upscale. It'd be a little fancy. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, agree. you know, like maybe two or three dollar signs. He'd be like, "Hey, Jake, don't wear that <laughs> that shirt that you spilled bleach all over that you're wearing. Put something nice on." And then Tyler's pick would. I definitely... feel like. Wait, I feel like Grady's would be like. One of those new American restaurants, like maybe a pizza place where like the owner is a little bit edgy and like is thinking like, oh, I'm going to play like 
sort of jazzy music, but then he puts on Grady's pick, and then it's like, oh, uh, I guess so, but this isn't really And that. it's $30 a pie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just paid like $18 for an IPA or something. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Brooklyn, New York is yeah. where I'm and thinking. Then, uh, something like that. Tyler's is definitely a little more, like, it's, it's a hole in the wall, but it's tried and true. It's just like, if you're bringing also your girlfriend there. Also could be a then, pizza yeah. place. If you're bringing your girlfriend there, she'd be like, oh, this is where you're taking me out. But then you take her inside and she tries, you know, she tries the food and she's just like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like a hidden could Anthony be, Bourdain spot. Yeah. It could be like a, like one of those really like greasy vegan pizza places. No. Okay. Like, well, now you fucked it up, you know, but I don't want to eat there. Long Beach. No, I'm, I'm just saying. I don't want to. Man. Well, and I was about to say. Because it's not like, it's not like old you're, Italian stuff. No. Pizza. You're taking me to dinner. It's not vegan. Okay. Whatever you're, pre- vegan you're, dri- options. you're driving me there, and you're just watching me eat. You're not eating. You're vegan, just like Jake. Options, this is for we'll you. Say. We'll anyway, say now right. I'm hungry. We're not going to Rubio's after the show. Sorry, wait. And what's the- this podcast about? <laughs> <laughs> Food? We each, no, we each just picked, there were no parameters other than like pick a record that you know the other guys haven't heard, and that's it. And that's how we, you know. Hey, you know what though? This does give me an idea for a theme. We could do like food, some sort of food theme. That's like true. Music oh. inspired by like a food or something. I don't know. Just throwing that. No, we could. we could. We could be a lot of Weird Al. It's a good. Um, it's a good theme idea. Let's uh, <laughs> put that on the list. Okay, so I'm gonna go first this time, and the album I picked. <clears throat> that's it. Get the notes out. Yeah. You know. <laughs> All right, the the band is Wishbone Ash. They're a British band from the 70s, and I picked their third album called Argus. And I found out about this record because earlier at the beginning of the year, we've had this theme for a while, just sitting there, but, you know, we haven't gotten down here. But at the early, uh, earlier in the year, I was on, like, a huge Iron Maiden kick. I was watching all their documentaries, listening to all their records, and this band kept coming up where the bass player was like, if you want to understand Iron Maiden, like the early thing, how we got it going, listen to Wishbone Ash and specifically this album. And then you put it, yeah, I'm not that familiar with Iron Maiden, but I would not make the connection between these two. Right. So the big thing is, yeah, it's the, it's the twin, the twin lead, like guitar harmonization. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. so all the songs are very long. It's very jammy. It's almost like it's progressive rock. But also very folky. Yeah, it's um, almost. I would. I would actually put it much more in the vein of like classic rock. Right, it's especially like, with the. I, I think it varies on this depending on the. Because there are a lot of there yeah. are a lot of there's a lot of pretty acoustic guitars. Uh, it does go hard in some parts, but there's definitely like. It's almost just like natural clean distortion. Like it definitely wouldn't be associated with like what you hear coming out of Maiden. But then when I went and I looked them up on Wikipedia, just the list of bands from the later 70s who list them as an influence. Like Van Halen was super into them. Thin Lizzy was super into them. All cite this band as a huge influence. And especially for Iron Maiden, uh, like the band leader, the main songwriter is the bassist and that's what steve harris does in iron maiden and the bass is very like not just holding down the root notes like it's very jammy and sometimes playing the same thing that the guitar is like lead wise yeah this band to me was like a more i mean i hadn't heard them before this which i'm surprised about but like neither had i it's a more obscure pink floyd e kind of vibe to me totally and like the other thing that sticks that out to well, me yeah. is that vocally with the vocal harmonies like they kind of sound like 
soft rock 70s bands like America yeah, or like even, Steely Dan. Even like Beatlesy at times. Totally. And then but the music goes a little bit harder. Um mm-hmm. it's not inherently a concept album I read, but there's a lot of like medieval themes. Um and then the last thing I'll say about it before well, we cover it is like a knight, right? Right. Or something. So and it's funny that you bring up Pink Floyd is the guy who did the cover, his name is Storm Thorgensen. Nice. Not Leif yeah. Erickson, but he basically <laughs> did all of Pink Floyd's album covers. Like he did oh, Dark Side cool. of the Moon, Animals, he did 10cc Sheet Music, he did ACDC's Dirty Deeds, he did that's cool. the first three Mars Volta records. Like this dude was everywhere. And there's a rumor that if you pulled up a bigger picture of if you click it on Spotify, I don't know, but this guy, like this silhouette of a knight in a helmet, like you see him from behind, that that was the inspiration for Darth Vader. Oh. And that if you look at the dude's helmet, it's very much like the it goes in and then it kind of sticks out at the end. Yeah. Um, I could see that. Yeah, so this was their third record. It's their most successful record. Uh, All the songs are really fucking long and jammy. Um, Yeah. But that's the only thing that makes them progressive. Like, it's not super intricate or, like, gnarly. They just jam, like, a really long time. And that's where it reminds me of Maiden. Like, you give this dude, like, a three-chord progression, like, pattern to follow. (laughs) And he will find every fucking lead pattern of notes. So there's just so many different It's so funny to think about. Lead melodies. It's so funny to think about, like, them going into the studio with something like this. I always am curious about that. Because it's, like, the studio time must have been so funny. It's just, like all right, we get all the bass tracks down, we get all the scratch tracks ready, and then just let him go in and just take, like, 40 takes of solos. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's, like, you know, alternate takes and, like, every, like all the time. You this know, dude it's, does uh, look like Darth Vader. I was about to ask, yeah, what do you think? He has the Darth Vader helmet, for yeah. sure. Like, so this is 74? Oh, no, this yeah. is 72. Darth Vader has a cape, too, that's kind of yeah, like this. Star Wars it's wasn't red, until... It's all black. What, 78? Uh, and then the other thing is, is that Iron Maiden found the audio engineer for this album and that dude like produced all of Iron Maiden's records. I mean, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it's like, you know, jamming out live is one thing because the whole band is like together. I mean, maybe they did record it. Maybe they tracked it live with like the, each member in different rooms and like record. I don't know. I didn't look that deep into the production, but I don't know. It's always funny to think like, okay, we have everything down. And then just like one guitar player sitting in there just like soloing a different a million different all like alternative options over yeah. <laughs> over an eight minute song it's kind of funny to think about but all right grady my clip master um yes i didn't write the full title down sometime world sometimes world was that what i picked sometime world Some, i knew it i wrote it down right i should have trust me it's dark in here guys <laughs> it is dark in all here. right so we're gonna play a clip from the track sometime world it's a little bit of the middling because i wanted to get the transition and a lot of the songs are like this that like slowly build up so yeah they have like multiple parts and start song. all right let it roll uh, here is sometime world
That's a fucking jam. I think dude. that actually that clip actually hit on a lot of things that we already talked about. Kind of had like the Beatlesy like vocal harmonies that actually kind of reminded the vocals kind of remind me of Ten CC a little bit, honestly. Dude, yeah. And yeah. the bass that's like the bass like was basically carrying that section. It was like almost a bass solo. I was but, saying like, while you not, were in the other room, I was like, that's why Daisy kicked me out of the band because I was trying to play like, <laughs> that Yeah, just bass soloing through the whole song. Oh, dude, but that's yeah. so Steve Harris that like I could see that's the bass player from Iron Maiden just sitting in this room and he was just like, oh, the bass player could be the front because the, yeah, the yeah. guitars are just like playing the what Grady joke was the sublime chords. Yeah. And that yeah. dude's just like, yeah, it with the, up, the upstrokes and stuff, a little, little sublimey for a second there. But then it gets into, we couldn't play the whole, how long is that song in total? Um, Actually, it's it's seven minutes. It's so. not the nine. I was gonna say nine, it's not that long. It's just a cool seven minutes. But we minutes. just you know we caught the the front end of the solo. But that basically, you know, like Grady said, encapsulates a lot of the stuff that I think is so interesting and compelling about this record. And they're doing a lot of things, like we said, that there are a lot of bands that I listen to that, that reminds me of America or Steely Dan or these ones, but I've never fucking heard of this band before. I feel and like then, this would be a good band to like soundtrack a movie or something you know there's a lot of like different um like sections that have different moods to them uh like a lot of stuff going on to me it was like for this band at least like listening to this record i didn't think the the vocals and the lyrics were like bad at all it just like it didn't seem like that important compared to the instrumental aspects that were going on. Like it seemed like that was definitely like more of a focus. Yeah. And I would say, especially the, like the medieval themes, like what the King will come, the song warrior lay down the sword or whatever, like that kind of dives into, you know, the medieval history shit that like early metal bands like Iron Maiden and, and even, I mean, Zeppelin even has songs about, you know, fucking battles and Mordor and shit or whatever that kind of get into. But I was going to say, this would be a band that if you had like an older dad that was into yacht rock, he'd put on that first track, which is like slow for the first four minutes. And he'd be like, man, my dad's fucking old. But then it drops in that guitar solo. And you're just like, oh, my dad is fucking cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That song was, is kind of a, a red herring because it's like four minutes of just soft, really just like slow, pretty picking, like, like yeah, folky music, and then it like totally changes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like I like this record. I I definitely never heard of them before, so that was cool. And I generally listen to a lot of you know music from sixties, seventies um, stuff. Usually, I feel like this kind of touches a lot of yeah, stuff that you, maybe usually yeah, stuff that's a little more in like the soft rock section compared to like more of a classic or prog rock which i think this falls more into but generally speaking i'm like pretty familiar with bands in that era so you know it was cool that i hadn't heard of them before so Um, were there any moments where like they started rocking where like your glasses fell off and you were like what (laughs) not exactly (laughs) but it was i did definitely appreciate the the playing on this album and the instrumentals um more than anything there was a lot of i felt like there was a lot of variety in in the tones they were using and just like the there was a lot of really good like riffs from all all the instruments you know like the bass like you said definitely some really cool bass moments a lot of cool guitar playing i liked the the sort of dueling guitars with 
various harmonies and whatnot. And that's where it at. And that's a big thing for me or whatever, because I mean, it would be ignorant. It's like if I were walking around saying that Eddie Van Halen invented tapping, like I know Iron Maiden and Thin Lizzy. Wait, didn't you've invent- said that before. Though. Well, but I know, but to be funny, I know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, but uh-huh. you know, I would have said that, you know, the Thin Lizzy probably before Maiden popularized like the twin dueling thing or whatever, but. Actually, you know what? That Steely Dan song, Reeling in the Years, is all twin lead. I mean, there's oh, yeah. so much 70s stuff. Like, I mean, MC5 had twin lead. Like, even Beatles stuff sort of had, like, I don't know. Not I, I'm not going to go there, but, like, there's just so much uh, twin lead stuff from, from this era. I think it was, like, the time that people were experimenting with that sound, and then a lot of bands followed it. I'll talk to you because you're my definition or the closest thing I have to a tone master. I love the guitar tones on this and it really does feel that yeah. when it does break into distortion that it's just like natural, like turning the amp up distortion. Like it's definitely not overdrive. Yeah, it's, no, no. It's, it's it, just, well, I think it's like all this natural. Stuff, it's like, yeah, it, it rocks, but it's not like, yeah, I'm doing yeah, the devil horns right now. It's not, it's like, not like, yeah, and I think like that's melting what, my face off. That's yeah. what a lot of, uh, that's what a lot of the records of this era sound like. And I think it, I think it has something to do with the gear that they're using in terms of guitar amp, but also the gear that they're recording it with too. Because you want to talk about gear, bro? Yeah. I don't know shit about gear, (laughs) but like, yeah, I think it has it. It's, this is why I always say that this type of music is so hard to replicate today because you almost have to like fully commit to the era. You have to like get all the recording gear from that era. You have to get all the amp, all the guitar, like everything has to be sort of era specific because it did have such a warmth and like uniqueness to the tones. Um, and you can of course like replicate it, but it's like, well, I was going to say, but then if you're going to go, you know, the dangerous territory for that is that you end up being Greta Van Fleet. No, I know. And like, like, I mean, but even if you like break it down to like the absolute, most nitty-gritty part of it like the speakers in the cabinets that they're using like those were the og ones that are now like there's reproductions that are like voiced to to sound like those speakers but like you're not really able to get the exact speakers with the exact materials like you can nerd out on it but like i think all that stuff like in in combination with each like with the other stuff is what causes it to sound so good and i think that um yeah, it has a really nice tone to it. I think the the distortion and all the guitar stuff sounds really good. And I think also it sounds good because it's sort of, it's not even like high in the mix, but it's like forward. It's like forward in the mix is what I'll say. Like yeah, the guitars okay. are so forward in the mix that you really get like that really round sound to it. You know, like they're not being, they're not being competed with um very much by other so, frequencies and other instruments this is an expanded edition is it remastered or is this the original i would imagine recording? so and we don't have to get into the first demo track called what jailbait year? Uh, what year is it is it late 70s no, i think it's early, i think it's 72, 72. Yeah. yeah i mean they might not have had to remaster it like stuff was pretty good by the 70s you know like it's like you don't have to but everybody always whatever you yeah, do you like a deluxe yeah. oh, yeah, whatever yeah. repackaging it, anyway. it probably is yeah i did sure. find the co- i got it on vinyl for five bucks at amoeba oh nice um, I put does that it sound on. similar to this like the spotify version I mean, it's hard to. I don't listen to the Spotify ones with like good yeah. headphones yeah, or speakers. Yeah. Normally, it's normally AirPods or like this. But it sounded, you know, um, you always hear a little bit more. Like you can hear the squeaks and shit like that on acoustic guitar or whatever. Yeah. Um, All right. But so, any other 
comments before we move on, Tyler? No, I think we covered it pretty well. I mean, I liked it a lot. I think. Did you was, guys ever find yourself being like, fuck, I'm over this song because it's long? Yeah, so I was going to say, like, I liked it a lot. I think the not really the instrumentation. Okay, I was, okay that's surprising. That happens me. if there's a lot of really long songs, which at first I thought this this album was way longer because I was looking at the, uh, the, oh, all the, the demos shit, and the yeah. bonus. Yeah. But without that, I'm like, it's like, what, eight tracks long or something? Yeah, eight but a lot of them are over five. I think yeah. there's only one under five. Eh, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really feel like it was okay. Good, yeah. too extreme, you know. Like Not some like albums are like thirteen tracks, and there's and they're ten minutes long each, and I'm like, God, I just want to die. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think I liked it a lot. Um, it's definitely an album to like that I enjoyed listening to all the way through. But um, I think if I were to have any criticisms of it, it would be that I don't think like the vocals are a standout like Grady was saying, like in the era, I think like there's better yeah. vocalists from the oh, era. Oh, for sure. I 100% And agree. then I think the other thing is that they get so jammy that like it's a, it could be a fault at a certain point because I think it's almost like when you jam that hard on every song, it makes each jam not feel as important. Whereas like on Led Zeppelin, for example, like when Robert, when um, Jimmy Page goes into like a crazy solo it's a little bit more rare that you like hear him jam that long for that hard. So it's like, it almost makes it more impactful. Mm. Whereas this one is so consistently like that, that like each one is a little less impactful. They're all good. Like they're all incredible, but like it almost, it's not like it blends together. It's just like each one gets a little bit, but each guitarist doesn't need two separate solos in every single song. I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. I would agree with both of those. Yeah, so yeah agree. that those are my only like light criticisms of it but like yeah. overall i enjoyed that's the a whole good day thing. for me that's a good and day I'm for not, jake Pitt. i'm not a huge fan of like <laughs> really just like jam heavy bands like i don't really like grateful dead that much I don't that's, really that's like, like a fish. different i don't like, like that but that's you know? a different type of jam like, yeah i know that's i like don't a, think this is that you know on that level or anything but there are times when it did almost like cross that threshold to an extent yeah yeah but yeah I, I liked this. I preferred this to those bands for sure, to be honest. I'll take it, boys. Which Grateful Dead fans and Fish fans out there are screaming at their whatever they're listening we to. We don't song. know any Fish fans. <laughs> we yeah, don't, no one's, no we one don't put up with that I can shit. Get, I can get behind Grateful Dead before I can get behind Fish. I'll I would, uh, I would, I would that, agree yeah. with that. Grateful Dead with John Mayer. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Grady, are you next? Uh, yes, I believe I'm next. <laughs> All right, take um, me to this fancy restaurant, Grady. All right, so we're going to apparently a fancy restaurant. Um, so the not too fancy. The album I chose is kind of an interesting one because it came out last year, and I didn't include it on the previous episode, which was the you know the best. It's a huge mistake, on which your is part. The, the best of you know 2022 <laughs> because I, while I had heard the album. I hadn't really gotten that into it at that point. I hadn't given it that much. This should have been on there yet. instead of Alex G. But <laughs> it honestly probably should have been because as I Thank listened to you. this album more, the more I liked it. Um, and this is a band that I found. I think I found them like early last year and I listened to some of their older shit, but they didn't really. I believe this is like their first official album. So the band is called, and I apologize. Oh, if did I'm you not research this? Absolutely. <laughs> Just destroying the pronunciation of the name, but it's mm-hmm. Fievel is Glock. Like my Glock? No, I, it's not. G-L-A-Q-U-E. G-L-A-U-Q-U-E. 
Okay. So I believe the name is Fival. I think that's how you pronounce it. I that. got that part. That's not the part yeah. I was wondering. Uh, so Glau. It's probably weird. Glau. Glau. I'm not sure. Glau. A very French. Uh, yeah, it's like a French name. Um, so I don't know how to pronounce it. But uh, So this band is primarily just two people, and then they fill in the other you know, the instruments and live sets as needed. So it's a multi-instrument instrumentalist Zach Phillips, and then the singer is Ma Clement. Um, so yeah, as far as I can tell, they're the two, they write the songs and they, she sings on everything. He like writes a good chunk of the songs and then they just expand it as needed. And to then he was credited with revolving players as, for as the piano songs. for this one. Rhodes, which what Rhodes is a piano. Well, like yeah, piano. Ro- yeah. 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 Rhodes, Rhodes is, and piano, which are thing. hugely important in their, in their album or on their music for sure. I wonder if you so, consider a Rhodes and analogs. They're they're an interesting band to me because they like at a base level, I guess you could call them jazz, but they're very different sounding to me. They're very light, very quick. Their music is like it's very airy almost. Um and but also very dry. Like they don't have a lot of like reverb and effects on their music except no. in very like specific uses and moments. Um, and their other songs are also really short. Like I think only a few, honestly, only a few tracks on this album even hit the two minute mark. When I looked at this after I put my album on there, I was just like, fuck, this is long. But then I was just like, yeah. oh, thank God. But it's then like they're the complete all, opposite of mine. They're like less than yeah, two minutes. They're all super short. And so the reason why I like when I first listened to this, I kind of overlooked it is because if you just listen to it really casually and kind of gloss over it, a lot of the songs just sound really similar Totally. there are a lot of just like, they just happen, they go by really fast and you kind of just are like, oh, that's just like, that all kind of sounded the same and I didn't really listen, you know, you don't really pay attention to it. Um, So that's why I kind of overlooked it. But then as I listened to it more, I started hearing more of the intricacies of each songs. The melodies started to stick out to me more. um, And I really started appreciating the musicianship that went into it and the songwriting chops that that are needed for like this style of music because... It's so like quick and fast paced, and yet she's writing like these really nice like vocal melodies over it, uh, which I find pretty impressive. Yeah, and the dude, the opening notes of the first thing, like I almost thought that we were getting into something. Like it almost reminded me of Frank Zappa, like the Zappa record that yeah, it's sort of the Grand Wazoo, which is a little more main instrument palette that you're gonna hear is like those Rhodes keyboards and then electric guitar, various you know types of electric guitar, not really distortion, ton of distortion, and then drums. Like those are the three instruments that you're really gonna hear the most, obviously, and then vocals. Um, but then they, they weave in thing, you know, other things here and there, other sounds, but, um, I feel like there are horns and stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's saxophones and if saxophone it's a Grady pick, it's gotta have saxophone. It's gotta. But I think I read the big things that stood out to me. This was all recorded live in one day. Oh, really? With a, with a rotating cast of 25 musicians, Holy but they shit. did this in one session in one day. Okay, that's pretty that's insane. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, they're like an experimental pop 
project, but mainly focusing on jazz, I would say. And this reminds me of, I know it technically wasn't something you picked out, but Zach did, but this has Cortex written all over it. You know, it's and funny. And Stereo Lab. And Stereo oh, Lab totally. actually took these guys out on tour. So when um, I, I was playing this in the car and Zach was there and I turned to him and I asked him, I'm like, does this remind you of Cortex? Like I asked him that and he was like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But it totally reminds totally me of Totally reminds sure. me of Cortex. Um, and yeah, and Stereo Lab a bit as well. So before we get into it a little bit more, I'm just going to go ahead and play the entirety of um, of one song. I believe this was one of the singles from this album. The album is called Flaming Swords, by the way. Which I don't is think I mentioned that. A little fucking brutal for Which what is, it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, al- the album art's pretty cool. It's like a painting of these like two flaming swords crossed, but... You know, I call it like fancy sporks. Fancy sporks. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this is uh, the track Save the Phenomenon. So I'm going to go ahead and play the whole thing. Bible is blah. it you know it's short it's sweet there's a lot going on but it all kind of just weaves together in this really elegant way in my opinion like i love in that track in the last like 30 seconds where you really hear that like slightly distorted guitar that's just like doing those really pretty chord sweeps and and stuff like there's a part where one of the lyrics says i don't know what the fuck she's saying yeah the part that stands out is uh, criminal minds i was like what if they redid this as the theme song (laughs) they're like showing all this hardcore stuff (laughs) but that's playing um the other thing that this totally reminds me of but it's more it's like the analog instrument version of this or whatever you know real instrument versus all the synth but especially with how tight the drumming is is the Mm -hmm. domi and jd beck oh yeah yeah it's I particularly yeah. yeah so the it drumming sounds, stands out to me for dude, sure. Dude, it definitely this. Like, sounds like so that. Crisp. There's yeah. actually so many like newer projects that are coming out with this style. I mean, there's like, well, I guess they're not that new, but like Wolfpack or whatever that band sounds similar to this, and it's almost like this proggy modern jazz, like jazz take on pop jazz. Wolfpack. It's know. like hard to describe. I, I agree, but it, it, it honestly and, and even like um, 
I don't know, like hiatus coyote can get like this. Yeah, at times. yeah, and yeah. Like, um, definitely. Uh, there's a few. There's a few other examples that I'm blanking. It on. It just but. sounds really fun to play on this record. Like, I imagine being one of those musicians. It sounds like, really drummer, hard to play on this record. It sounds hard, <laughs> but like in a fun way. Like, there's so much going on. You're kind of just like when you nail that take. Like, I bet it was really satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, and I wonder if that's why they just like kept it so short or whatever because they had so many different yeah. people doing it being like, and that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's um, obviously right up my alley with the, the Cortex and the Stereo Lab comparisons. And like I just said, the Dummy and JD back, like I love this resurgence of, you know, jazz elements and like with new, new bands doing it. Um, the one thing that I did, it, this is like, and it's so short, and it blends together, and the vocals are very soothing. That this is the kind of music that I could see myself like. Number one, I could see like hip hop people sampling the shit out of this. Mm. Um, yeah. But this would be like me in college, like when I had to go write like a final paper in the library, like all tweaked out on Adderall. Like I would love <laughs> this record, just like tapping my pencil or yeah. whatever while I'm reading <laughs> and stuff. And I think the only critique that I really had of it is maybe if I had listened to it even more than I did where I could start picking out things of like each song or whatever with how short they are and the style that it is. It's very easy for like all the shit to blend. Like you could like start oh, no, one I track agree. and look down on Spotify and, and you're like seven, three, tracks yeah, like in. seven tracks in and you're just like, Oh, where did yeah. they Yeah, because, But I think it's also because like each track, it sort of feels like a different movement of, or a different part of the, I could see of the prior, yeah. you know, like it's like almost like, okay, sick. They just dropped into this other part and you're like, oh, actually this is a whole new track. But that might also yeah. play to the fact that they recorded it one fucking day. Right. Yeah. Like that it might've just been me. like these different sections where they're like, all right, we did that section. Let's do this. And then the, and then the audio engineer was like, okay, well here's where we're going to break the tracks up. You know, like they could have just fucking played the whole thing. Uh, like, I don't know. It, I mean, it kind of gave me that vibe. Of it like, really does. They broke like, the tracks up after the fact. It really does know? feel like they Dude. wrote all these songs. They got them down like, you know, as good as they could with their musicians and then they went in there and used a specific set of tools and instruments and recorded them all. And like that definitely comes across in in the album. Too, yeah, dude, that's like, like blowing my mind. That it could have just been like one long thing where it's like they had memorized these different movements and like each movement yeah. had its own set of like vocals. And then they just like cut it up after the track because how long is the the record total can't be more than like it's, it's like, like 35 30, yeah it's like, like 35 that. minutes so, so that's like, a jam no that's, yeah you get in the room got, in the that's, 30, that's, that's the vibe i got yeah. was like you put a bunch of musicians in a room you like go through all these different riffs and parts and then like at the end of it you're like okay well it's got to be about an eight to ten track album so like let's chop it here here and here or whatever like right. i don't know because they do really blend well together and but i totally agree with you and that's the reason why i overlooked it at first because it did all just at first kind of blend together and like when you don't really listen to it the production feels very flat you know it's like well, but it's we not... always talk about that on stuff like this and i think that's the intention like well yeah but if like... i were to record a band like this like i wouldn't want to add much to the production it's no, like I agree. there's like always that um that advice of like if you don't have to EQ something, don't EQ it just to fucking throw it on there. I you agree, know? but like, my point is if you're throwing this on like your fucking computer speakers or something, like you're not going to get like a lot of the intricacies and the depth yeah, to it. Yeah. So well, like on a casual glance, you know, it was a little bit harder for me to get into. But then as I started listening to it more, 
like I was able to pick apart each track and like what was going on with the instruments see, that's and the good. vocals. That's and then good I really production. started to appreciate it. And I, now I totally yeah. do think I really like the production and right. I like how because they record minimal. everything. It, it's minimal and it's it lets, it lets you get the timbre of the instruments yes. when you listen on good headphones. Yeah. Like it like, lets you like in get, that last track. It lets you it lets you kind of absorb or um it lets you kind of engulf yourself. Like in, in the, the last track I just played, there's that guitar that becomes more prominent in the last 30 seconds that's kind of been there the whole time. Like I'm sure it's been, you know, it was playing something. But no, that dude was it. late to the session, and the whole song <laughs> yeah. was trying to plug in. But like, like well, the way they produce it, it lets it really shine. It gets in its those, time at the yeah, at the very the last, yeah. But I think the there's also a lot of dynamics going on by the by the players, like the musicians. Like I think that they play, they have these like kind of swells and valleys of dynamics mm-hmm. too, which mm-hmm. helps with that factor. Uh, I think it's good. I think <laughs> my my. I mean, I enjoyed it. I think it's this style of music is very interesting to listen to. I enjoy listening to it. I think you can get really intricate. Like you can break it down and get ner- and nerd out on it a lot. Um, I think if I had one criticism of it, again, it's like a light criticism, but it might be taken in a very harsh way. I almost wished this was instrumental. Like I, I didn't, unapp- mm, I, di- I didn't not appreciate the vocalist, <laughs> but I found my ear like trying to focus on the instruments and I felt like, well, we have Ma Baker of... here in the studio. Didn't she <laughs> yeah, have no, something right. to say to you? Um, Let's bring them out. No, I would yeah. disagree just because I think it's really impressive what she does with the vocals. Yeah. And, and back to what Jake was saying of like, how it's she hard. writes around it. Oh, the back of Jake was saying like, it sounds hard to record it. I think it's very hard to be a vocalist in a band like this. And I think that it's a inherent challenge that you have to step up to the plate to. And I feel like, she does, or I don't know, their pronouns are like, they step up to the plate. But I think it ultimately was a little distracting to my ear rather than uh, adding I mean, adding an additional layer for me. I would disagree with that. I mean, if there were two versions of the album, I'd listen to the instrumental one for what I was talking about if I still tweaked out on Adderall when I had shit to do. But it didn't bother me that much. Like, are you talking about like you don't think... Like what you were saying about Wishbone, like you just don't think she cuts it as a vocalist or that it's just distracting from the music or you don't think she's set. Because like, I mean, it's arguably it's purely like for me, a distraction of what I am wanting to listen to on this record. And I don't know. I might just have it in my brain right now that I'm like I'm listening to a lot of instrumental music right now, like without vocals. And so I might just like my brain might be on that track right now. Yeah. Welcome to your 30s when you put on the music like office waiting yeah like i'm either i'm either listening to like i'm either listening to like chill like um beats music like you know like new jibbies study study too (laughs) yeah like no not not that but like you know like new jibbies or like you know jay dilla like stuff like that where it's like sample based it's like not a lot of like vocal heavy or i'm listening to like russian circles or i'm listening to jazz where it's like i don't know it's one of those things too it's like with jazz music it's always sort of bothered me when there's a vocalist in jazz music like i it's not anything wrong with them it's not like they're bad vocalists or like it doesn't belong it's just like yeah. it's a personal thing to my ear where it's like i don't want to hear that right now i just want to listen to the instruments i've been listening to a lot of kiss and i didn't understand what this girl was saying <laughs> and i was like she's fucking great compared to what i've been ingesting <laughs> yeah uh, i think she has a nice voice and i think she 
knows how to write her vocal melodies to accent the music without overpowering it. It's almost like a weird version of scatting. Yeah, and that's exactly why I think I don't like it. I was just going to say like that. She said real worlds. I heard criminal minds. No, no, no. Yeah, she does. It's better than scatting. I'm not a huge fan of scatting. but. But I do think it does fall into that same like issue yeah like issue where it's like does it belong over this or not and like i think it's a difference of opinion like you ask some people and they're like yeah i fucking love vocal jazz i love scatting i think it's like adding so much of a new layer to it that's not what you guys were saying when i made you listen to corn no (laughs) (laughs) that's different (laughs) no but right then you ask another person so hypocritical i just kind of wish i don't know i just kind of wish there's no vocals in this like and and again it's it's may sound like a harsh criticism but in my mind it's a light one because i think it doesn't it's not like i didn't like her voice didn't like her what she's doing i think it's just like maybe the the headspace i'm in right now i'm just not wanting to i don't know listen to oh, as the many band vocalists. just updated their twitter and fired her <laughs> yeah Fuck. i think i was Damn, listening dude. to a newer interview <laughs> i was listening to a new interview with russian circles and they were explaining they were like explaining sort of their opinion on instrumental music because they sit in kind of a weird zone where they're like not really metal, not really rock, not really like whatever, but they're also like very Russian. Of, they're an instrumental so. band, so that's like more rare. And they, I think, not to misquote um, the bass player from that from their band, um, I think his name's Brian Cook. But anyway, not to misquote him too bad, too badly. But he said something along the lines of like, when you have vocals, it's almost like someone's pushing a persona down your throat whereas when you're listening to just instruments like there's nothing to there's not a persona to absorb it's just music like it's just sound well there's a person yeah there's vocals on the persona soundtrack <laughs> and i think it's fucking great yeah. so <laughs> no but you know what i'm saying like it's almost like you know you're like looking if, at my face like if someone comes out and you don't like their you don't like their voice or you don't like their lyrics, like that can be a factor. Whereas like, oh yeah, if it's just sounds, it's either like good sounds or bad sounds. You know, like it's either good notes or bad notes. Like yeah, yeah me reviewing all these albums sounds just, good. Well, no, good just, sound. just vocals, vocals inherently have so much more complexity. Like it's not just notes. Like you are adding you're adding not only lyrics to those notes, but you're adding a timbre of like a very personal fingerprint of your voice. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's such I'm a trying to imagine you're Taylor little... Swift songs as instrumentals. Yeah. You're getting getting little, just like, vocals as an vocals as an instrument is what I'm trying to say. Like it's, it's very, it's such a broad range of, there's so much uniqueness to it. Dog, like, I'm the man, I'm like the man it, who brought corn here. I understand what you're talking about. I just imagine this like French, <laughs> the French singer of this band, like coming up and you explaining that whole speech to her, and she goes, "Um, I don't fucking care." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. If you, you do care, if you do care, <laughs> get oh, at me on the socials. Family is gone. Yeah, if you do care and want to discuss more, get at me on the socials. We'll talk. We. Okay. Next, next pick then. Oh, okay. it's you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's you, Tyler. Okay, cool. Hey, guess what? Your pick had fucking vocals on it. You piece of shit. Yeah, fuck. Hey, me. I know. <laughs> you I guys know, both dude. did pick instrumental uh, singles. I did. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love Covet. Um, okay, so the band I picked is called Shame. Uh, I asked Jake Shame. if he had listened to Shame before, and he said Every something day in like, my head. No, he said something <laughs> like, only only the shame of... What did you say? What did I say? I don't it's know. Been, you said, I said, have you ever heard of... Sh- or, it's like, I'll have you ever heard up. of Shame or... 
Are you familiar with? Sh I said, are you familiar with shame? And you said, only my own shame of existing, or something like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, here, oh. have you ever heard of shame? I said, no, just my own personal shame on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay, all right, <laughs> we're going there. But um, anyway, yeah. So uh, the album is called Drunk Tank Pink, which I think is a great album name. Um, it's just tank fun to pink. say. I don't know. It's like it's like alliteration, but not not actually alliteration. It's just words Drunk. what is it's that like onomatopoeia it's like no. fake onomatopoeia yeah like fake it's like words that sound like they're like onomatopoeia oh, the same, it's the same end yeah where it's at the end of it yeah oh right drunk uh, tank pink i don't know i was drunk consonants. a lot of the time i was teaching english so yeah. it's like consonants for it, but consonants. There's, there's a word for it maybe anyway it's a cool album name um consonants right it's assonance and consonants assonance it's if it's a vowel and consonants yeah if it's but a, there's a word for like the repetition of there's I think that's that is what it is. I'm gonna look it up. You okay. keep talking. Maybe it I'm is. pretty sure. I don't know. I trust you guys more on the fucking I don't know English how to spell shit. that though. But anyway, um, all right. So shame. They're an English English rock band or post punk band. Guys love English um, guys. Yeah, we you? both picked English Christ. bands. Hello, Gavnet. They're from South <laughs> South London. Um, <laughs> is that an accurate uh, no. accent? There? No, that, was like South, that was like Liverpool. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> South London would be much the more. South London would be much more like harsh, I feel like maybe. I don't, I don't know. Care. Well, these anyway. guys are they're like, oi, wanker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, from South London. Um anyway, the band Sorry, British uh, <laughs> yeah, I know we're we just apologizing. We got it's the fine. French, we got two European. God. It's fine. Uh, they do the funny EU's they do funny oh, American accents too. So England's not EU anymore, I forget. But and you know what? The we Brexit. want a war, so we can talk about them the however Brexit. we want. Uh, okay. Full English Brexit. Uh, so that was a yeah. good joke, guys. The English Brexit. Full English Brexit yeah. with beans and bangers and mash. Yeah. Me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a cup of tea. Yeah. All right. So um, basically, they are a five piece, um, which is actually surprising. So they're one of those bands like vocalist that just does vocals, and then two guitar players, bass and drums, which I think is pretty cool. It's kind of a rare like post-punk grouping i guess more rare i usually th like think of post-punk like four pieces which is where like the guitarist or the bassist sings but they have their own vocalist which is cool um the answer was consonants grady good job wow nice Told you get it right. a gold star ding, ding, ding. um okay anyway they're on the label dead oceans which i thought was kind of interesting um why do i know that that they're like affiliated with like uh uh jaggy jaguar or whatever oh um, okay they're part of like some group but they're bit yeah they're a big bigger label uh anyway yeah and then i picked this album i actually just was introduced to this band in the last few months um on on the radio actually and it was funny because when i heard them they were playing a single off of their new album which at the time was due to come out in february 2023 which obviously now it's April, so we're two months past that. So I could have picked that album for this theme, but um, I actually picked this album, which uh, I thought was just a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more solid for the band. Like, I, I like the new album, but I think this one um, is a little bit better representative of kind of their sound. So uh, the new album is out, though. Check it out if you want to, but um, yeah, anyway. Well, they should wait till we find out if we like it before we promote it. Well... Yeah, you'll hear yeah. it. I mean, yeah. if you listen to the playlist, you would have listened to it already. But anyway, let's play a, a clip and then uh, we'll talk about it. So um, I, I didn't think I told you what song to play. Did you did I? not, but I'm playing it from the beginning. So 
Uh, yeah, no, you can play from the beginning. Let's do water in the well. Oi, governor, this is shame with water in the well. <laughs> yeah, what's your record? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it was almost Australian. Yeah, though. all right. Well, with that introduction, here we go. <laughs> because I wanted to be I wanted to be right but I knew that I wasn't but there was a part where it sounded like I tried to call you late last night I heard you shit I gave you a fright I thought he said okay. that too yeah. I love I love I making you up shit. my own I gave you a fright but it was, I heard you shiver and oh. that's why it's important to enunciate hey man and- they're from South London yeah. come on we went over this barely you speaking sound no, like you're from London I think it's funny when you like make your own lyrics up there's certain songs even songs that Grady's written where like I have my own lyrics in my head and that is the reality of the song right. at that point. Oh, like, dude, like, I used to do that yeah, Me with time. every Cocktoo Twin song. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, nope, they, nope, that's not what they really are. Well, this that's, is what yeah, they Yeah, really all the are. French Stereo Lab songs. Yeah. Oh, I've got my own words. Yeah, it's fucking great. I love doing it. I liked that. all the like random little um, percussion like chimes oh, and yeah, bells the, and the end of that clip. cowbell and shit. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I dude, I think... So these guys totally fit into, and we've talked about it. Meant I think it would have come up with Squid, who the obviously there's, yeah, there's there's just there's something going on over there the past couple years between these guys, and they even have one song where he he's like talk sings in a lower register that's like very dry cleaning. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I love that song. You know, before this Super last album, like fits in with that Black whole, Country that New Road. Movement. Yeah, yeah. So it's the Brexit man. It's making them all angry. No, it's yeah. really it's writing like some Bre- good fucking it's like, music. It's Brexit punk, dude. Yeah, it's Brexit like its own punk. genre at this point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, they they do that really well, and then obviously the other band that they remind me of is that band. They're not a band anymore, I don't think. But Ott. 
Yes. Yeah, I sure. totally Where did. The, the, sure. singer, the singers for these bands feel like they want to be singers reluctantly, but it feels like they're taking a cue card from David Byrne from the Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. Like, very expressive, and this, right. and that. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I want to go. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like... <laughs> and you may find yourself... Yeah. I totally get what you mean. And I get, Living and in I South London. Yeah, it's I just funny that, that yeah. I've picked two post-punk bands in the last two themes that weren't the end of the year. Oh, like you're going to lose points for that. I picked Deeper on the last one. Yeah, I know. I was going to call you out on picking too much post-punk. Oh, yeah. I guess I did. I mean, it's only two <laughs> picks, but I don't know. It's interesting. I've been listening to a lot more of this style. I think mainly because it is like popping up a lot more. Like Jake said, there's like or what you both got both of you guys were saying there's like a scene sort of forming around it but i think it's good man i think the formula is good it's like yeah. you know these kind of chimey splashy guitars really solid riffing the vocals mm-hmm. i think in this band are very strong they're like a very aggressive without being screamy mm-hmm. style and like they have a lot of heart and like uh punch. thickness yeah punch to it um I think the drumming, salt, like everything just solid. Like, I feel like if you saw this band live, you'd just be like, yeah, they were tight. Like, everything was dialed. The riffs are there. Um, I think it's definitely even like some of the tones they get on guitars, especially, and just alt the whole production tone of it in general, like, harkens back to like the television sort of sound and like those older post punk bands from from that era. So, I don't know. It's a good one. Um, I think it's pretty simple. It's not, there's nothing too yeah. crazy about it. Um, but yeah, I think it's just solid and I just enjoy it. It's, uh, it's kind of like a, I mean, I, this album's long cause there's like a whole demo section of it. Yeah. But I like the really original album isn't, that. isn't super long. Yeah. The demos are like honestly very similar to the regular track. So like you can kind of skip them unless you're really like a huge fan, but yeah, I, I honestly don't have a lot to say about this album. I thought it was good. Um, I thought it, yeah fits in with that whole genre that you know british post-punk current current british post-punk scene very well and i thought they did a a good job um there were i'm kind of in the same boat because it just hits a lot of the check boxes that if you're doing that it's like it's there there were a couple songs that stood out to me that weren't as like cordy that i would almost say not in general, but in terms of like the rest of the batch on the album, were like a little more experimental. Like I like Born and Lutton a lot. Yeah. Had this huge like wall of sound part that it built up to. Snow Day. I almost uh, played Born and six Lutton. slash one, but they tended to be yeah six slower, one is good. slower and a little groovier than just like the the kind of you know tinny chords and the yelling kind of thing. But yeah. I do I do like them. I mean like. Um, yeah, like Gravy is saying, they, whatever's going on over there, like these guys are doing it very, very well. And yeah, I mean, it. honestly, my biggest complaint is just that I don't feel like they are doing anything that's really that different from a lot of those other bands. Right. So it's like that's at again, a certain point, it's almost like you become oversaturated. And then unless you're like super, super into that genre, it's like you kind of you know it's like well that's a pick and choose what you want to listen to that's again why it's so hard to judge these off of the records alone because i feel like a lot of these bands in that scene are probably like really fucking cool to see live or like really bad live so it's like that's where i feel like this style and it's kind of the same with punk it's like you're not gonna like really judge it based on the recordings it's like a a good punk band is like they put on a good fucking show and like they have their thing and their shtick or whatever so it's like 
similar to that, I think, where it's like you were in that scene going out to bars, going and seeing these bands, you would have standouts based on like who puts on that that show or who puts out that energy. Yeah. But um, I think they fit. I, again, I, I go back to the formula. It's like they, the, they're they doing the formula well. It's like they check the boxes. Yeah. Um, like if this came strong on. Strong vocals. Like if this came on pretty much at any point, like I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be, like, I wouldn't I, be mad about I it. I do think like one of the things, to the comment of like blending in though, is like if I'm listening to something and I can be, I can like pick out riffs and be like, oh fuck, that's a cool riff. To me, that's original enough to be a standout. Like, like there's definitely stuff that the Spotify algorithm feeds me where I'm just like, cool, that was definitely post-punk and it was fine, but like there was no riffs that I really liked and mm. it was just kind of like bleh. Like, whereas this to me, I was like, oh, okay. Like even in that song, there's like that little break and that um, where the riff comes out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it it's all, a pretty strong riff. That's where it all just becomes subjective, you know? Like It would be, yeah. yeah. I would be so like, oh, for sure. It's who you choose to yeah. spend you know, putting in multiple listens and time to or whatever. Because to me, I would be like, you know, if you put that on and the last post-punk band that you picked and you took the vocals away because one of them was an American band or whatever, I'd be like, yeah. riff-wise, I'm just like, oh, they're kind of in the same thing. Whereas, like, if you put on a Squid song from the last album from Bright Greenfield, I'd be like, oh, this is fucking Squid. Yeah, it's no, just because at sure. this point I've spent more time, not yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah. because... Because I would say even, like... You know, oh, I'd have a the hard vocal, time. The vocal delivery is very similar. The guy from Squid has like a bit of a deeper voice, but in terms of like the enunciation and yeah. like the affectations that we were talking, the David Byrne thing, they're both very much kind of doing yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it would be hard for me to pick a lot of those bands apart from one another if you like took the vocals out or took like I don't know, put them side by side. But I think I just I go back to the point of gen like generally just saying, oh okay, like a riff stood out to me on that track. Whereas right. like I do hear a bunch of tracks that just come through the Spotify feed that are like, that track came and went and I didn't really think even right. notice and it. Know. Like that's I didn't what even I notice mean, it. You that's know, what I mean like, oh. by subjective is like some person will listen to this album and they'll resonate with whatever oh, yeah. riff and they'll be like, hell yeah, and another person might not. And then same goes for everything, Squid <laughs> or for, you know... Um, uh, everything though. Yeah, Black Country... Uh, what is it? Black Country... New Road, I'm blanking on the name. Yeah. Your yeah. favorite band? My yeah, favorite band. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Uh, I was like, is it Black Road, New Country? No, I'm it's like, Black what? Country. Yeah, New so, New Road, yeah. you know, it just, it's just subjective in that way where, um, you know, some things might stick out to more, pe some people more than others. So well, I think all music can generally be boiled down to that, though. But, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, like, there wasn't anything with this band that I was like, oh, like, I didn't like that aspect of it, right. you know? All right, boys. Okay, time to wrap it up. Do we have... A, did everybody do their rubric score? I did. I actually oh. just did it. <laughs> I forgot the rubric existed. I just okay. did it. Well, Fuck. we'll find a, I did it during the episode. Fuck. So we'll find I, my a way bad. To, we'll find a way to do it. I'll um, go last. Just do I'll it. go last. Okay. Um, yeah, Jake's first anyway. Yeah, so for Grady's pick, so again, to remind people of the rubric, it's originality. Uh, Which is out of three. Three points. How well, it's originality slash uniqueness. Uniqueness. Uh, which that can be... Right. I don't know. Maybe but, we, should, we should, probably should have just limited it to one of those words because but I, I feel like that's why it But I think fucked. it's within con like context of the theme. No, because then there's how oh, well it fits the oh, theme. Is it's whole, that's right, why well, I feel like... Okay. Well, I feel like originality, uniqueness kind of is like 
I don't know. We'll, we'll get back to that. Well, but yeah. I th- yeah, but I know where I've gotten hit for it or whatever. Yeah, but exactly. anyway, You've so gotten for, hit probably inappropriately sometimes. Yeah, for, that. that's what I've been saying the whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah, I'll get uh, you that. All right. So for five of his glow, flaming swords, uh, <laughs> Wait, shiny sporks. Are you going to do all the yeah. categories first and then give the sporks? Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's uniqueness, originality, and out then there's three. out of three. Then it's uh, how much we liked it. Likeability. Yeah, likeability out of three. And then how well it fit the theme. Out of four. Out of four. So that's a big um, one. Because that was supposed to save me and hasn't really yeah, been Yeah, that's working. the one that Jake waited for himself. Anyway, uh, five of his glow, flaming swords. Um, I gave... <laughs> Uniqueness, originality. I gave it a three. Um, three out of three. Yeah, because again, I mean, it, well, I gave it the the better score in the theme. But wait, question before you continue: yeah. Are we allowed to do half points? No. Fuck. I was okay. Well, then mine too. needs to yeah, slightly we need to change. Talk about it. Um, okay, so I gave that a three for originality. Um, for how much I liked it. I gave it a, a three. I did have, com- you know, the one thing is it just kind of blended together with me, but I did I did like it. Wait, I think I need to Sorry, list- what did you say for the first score? You got a three. <laughs> oh, Pay okay. attention. Okay, yeah. so I'm, I'm two for two. Which right is that a three? No, and you're then, six for six. I'm six for six. <laughs> and then I gave you a three. Um, and then in terms of, oh shit, did I think these were out of four? Yeah, they're out of four. Those the are out only, of four? The how only, well it fits the theme. Only oh, theme only the, is out of four. Oh, okay. Well, the bottom line is I gave each of you. Uh, you fucked it up. Yeah, is the I, did, line. I did. I did fuck it up. But here, all right. Then Why don't I you gave have to that. Taint that, and now I th- a now two. I... So you gave the first one a two out of three, and the second one a two out of three. No, I gave the first. No, I think okay. like the originality. I gave it a three out of three. No, you're right. Oh my god, dude! After <laughs> you give us shit, no. after you give us shit for the fucking rubric. Okay, so the bottom line is so okay. I give each of you a two. <laughs> For that one, the bottom line is Jake blew it. So two out of so for the the originality, because I feel like you guys have picked stuff that's like in that thing that we talked about. For the likability, I gave each of you a three. I like both of Wait, them. Wait, you're rating both of ours now at once. You guys Just got the sa- you guys got the same score. That's what I'm saying. Oh, for me. I rated okay. them to both, both of them because the I'm being I had you know equal complaint like one main complaint for each thing that wasn't a big deal that made me not like it so as far as the theme you each got a four out of four per i thought it was great i hadn't heard it before and i liked both of them okay so didn't like that yours kind of like ran together or whatever and was hard to separate yours was just kind of like i like this kind of music but it's not not anything groundbreaking okay so total is uh each of you get a eight out of ten nine out of ten nine out of ten each of you got a nine out of ten okay Okay. Only That's pretty good. One point. Um, okay, I'll do mine. Um, funny enough, same <laughs> same thing happened. I scored both of yours exactly the same, which is kind of this is why we need to do half points because if we're allowing half points, I can I differentiate. Was, I was one, thinking but, that, well, but we can't do it in the middle of the I show. I can spoil this for you that I guess I'm gonna be the tiebreaker. <laughs> okay, okay, well anyway, so <laughs> Grady's for original uniqueness, three out of three. Likeability, two out of three. I, it's so hard for me to give this one a three out of three or give any record a three out of three of likability. Basically, if it's a three out of three, I figure I have to fucking love it. Like, it's going to be a go-to. It's got to be the Bob Dylan um, box set. Otherwise, it's going to be a two out of three or a one out of three. Um, and then How Well It Fits theme, four out of four. I think, yeah, crushed it. And yeah, it was definitely unique for you. I think, I mean, again, a Grady pick always has saxophone. But other than that, it was unique. Um, so nine out of ten for Grady's. And then Jake's, uh, same thing. Three out of three for uh, uniqueness. Two point, 
five if we're allowed, but okay. we're not. Yeah. So two out of three for likability. I liked yours just a little bit more. Okay. Well, um, we'll talk about it over dinner. And then and theme, four out of four for sure. And I will say, bonus points, this was maybe your most unique pick for you. Like, most surprising that you would pick this. Wow. Out of all, all of right. them. Okay. So I am going to be the so, tiebreaker. Nine out of ten for you. Okay. I am going to be the tiebreaker here. Okay. Someone's going to get fucked over. It's going to be me. It's, I mean, it's fine. Gonna be? It's fine. It's fine. We know you didn't I like mine as well as Jake. Jake has the track record of getting fucked over. Yeah, but based on the critiques, it's going to be me. So It's an audio medium. Here's what I gave Tyler's. I gave Tyler's a one for originality because I feel like one. I feel like you just picked a post-punk band. That is true. So it's not very original of a pick for you, and I feel like this band specifically doesn't feel that original original in the context of the scene that they're from not to say they're bad huh? like that's, Billy, but that's not about what the score is the score is just how original it is for the person picking it okay well i already gave you a point for that i already gave you okay, i didn't give you, you a zero why'd you even have to fucking throw salt in the wound then on the other <laughs> just, just say it, it contributed let, to let it the mentally. boy cook all right likeability i gave it a wants. two out of three i i did like it um i thought it was pretty solid I'm saving for likability. Three out of three is like if I loved it. Just FYI. yeah, that that's what I just said, bro. Okay, well, yeah, I'm just I'm agreeing with you then. <laughs> okay, and then good. for theme, Not I gave it page. theme. I gave it a four. I hadn't heard it, and um, yeah, it was cool. It was a cool pick. So I, you know, okay, I I'm agree. fine with so, your I'm fine with your rating. However, I do want to say though. The originality this uniqueness should never be based on how original the band is. <laughs> is like that has nothing to do. These these points have nothing to do with the band. Okay. Anyway, uh, Jake, I gave <laughs> her originality. Results. I gave a two. Okay. Um, I thought it was pretty original for you, but not like something I could never what? hear you listening I to. I gave bonus points on that. I know. What the hell? So, I, I don't know. Tyler Brady's thought it was way man, different yeah. than, you know, I guess I did, but it's fine. Likeability. It's because you mentioned Iron Maiden. I also. So changed all Likeability, I also gave it a two. Uh, I liked it. Same, pretty much the same. I liked these, liked it, honestly, pretty equally, like I okay. would say. There are things I liked a lot about it and a few things I wasn't, like, super stoked on, but generally I liked it. And then theme, I also gave a four. Because I hadn't heard so, of it. So, cool band. So, tiebreakers, Jake Total wins. for Tyler is seven, and total for Jake is eight. So Jake, wait, does that mean Jake wins? How do we do it all? Like, yeah, Jake. You gave me, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jake just total wins. points per person. Yeah. Okay, cool. Jake won. Wow, Jake, you win, wow, dude. I know. Damn, I first thought, win on I'm, the new rubric. I'm losing my, I know. I'm, I thought I would win this episode. Nah, I you would. I had a good pick. If we did half, if we did half points too, you would have lost too because I would have gave Jake's half point more. I just yours. expected you to like it more, Tyler. I would just like to take this yours? opportunity to say. I, dude, I liked yours a lot, but like Jake's was so out of left field for me and it was like, sort of classic rock which like i can't knock very much like no matter what it is i'd like, like to say that this, yours this is might be easier the, for me to knock than his i don't know it's the winner the know. winner is speaking uh this oh, might be the first time that i've wanted up, not not clip the mic with a with a scream or a fuck yeah <laughs> good job I can you learned my, uh, no you, i can feel my it. voice i'm losing my voice i've been sucking on cough drops the whole time so really it's a win really it's <laughs> for a win everybody. for all of us um just briefly i can say um we'll do the singles grady i can say i didn't listen to your single i but put it on like i'm very excited i remember listening to youth lagoon uh in college so i don't know where oh you picked this the whole time. wait what did you pick um 
Idaho Alien? No, I picked the latest, the newest one that released like today. Or yeah, oh, so dude, go ahead and talk about Ida- that. Idaho Alien's fucking sick. So I like Idaho Alien. That I just picked the so newest. Good. I just picked the newest one just to like. Well, I didn't it. listen to this one. Oh, Prize Fighter. I think I have listened to it. Before. I just picked the newest one just to keep it even more topical, dude. Yeah. Uh, so but I, you know, speaking back. of losing your voice, did you know that like the singer from Youth Lagoon lost his voice for eight months? I lost like he my couldn't boy. talk. Oh, where'd he find months. it? Oh, well. He had like a bad, he had like a bad reaction to a drug and like it like literally killed his voice for like eight months. I couldn't sing for about eight months uh, at one point. Dude, that's wild. It was really, really strange. I don't know what exactly happened. I think it was when I was starting to develop some um, like issues just in my like throat in general, but I basically, I could still talk fine, but when I tried to sing, I just could not sing hmm. notes. Like, I would try to sing, and my voice would just cut, like, cut off Whoa. completely. And it was, dude, that's not it really, was depressing, It's dude. scary, too. I mean, imagine being in, like, a notable big band oh, and, like, that happening. That's gnarly, but, but yeah, dude, yeah, I really like the new singles from Youth Lagoon. I'm excited yeah, for the upcoming. He, it's so. kind of, a, it's a comeback. I mean, he said he was done with Youth Lagoon, but I guess now he's back. I mean, I always kind of will still prefer um when the mu- when his like production was like really like lo-fi and his voice was like completely like in this ether i just think I mean, that that's pretty suited still it. pretty weird though. yeah no it's still weird i just think that suited him really well and i thought it was cool but um yeah I, i've been enjoying both his new singles so and jake picked a band i like too oh yeah i picked a it's not the newest single but it's one of they've got an album coming out and they're coming on tour it's called love spell by covet it's so funny because you and i like independently started listening to this band and then we're like oh you listen to that i think covet started show yvette young guitar videos started showing up just like in my algorithm and oh really and then i clicked on her profile and like all these people like anthony green follows her like claudio follows her minus the bear like all these bands that i like and I it's totally funny. got I was, into the band. I was going to pick Covet for a podcast pick like way back, but I just never had the right theme. Dude, they're playing at the Glass House in May. We oh, should be go. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we should go. If the tickets so, are a good price. It's only like 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we I'll should go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, check out. Uh, they just released another single, so new album forthcoming from Covet. It shreds. Uh, instrumental, mathy, yeah. uh, just emotive guitar music. I really like it. Yeah. Uh, I picked uh, this song called Electric Fence by The Bad Plus. So if you guys, if anyone's not familiar, The Bad Plus are like modern jazz uh, group. They kind of mm-hmm. rotate members, so I don't really want to say like trio or quartet or whatever. But um, modern kinda... jazz is just like jazz, but the drummer is like going extra hard for some reason. <laughs> well, so the, drum, the drummer in The Bad Plus is like a huge, uh, he's like, really involved in the songwriting and like a big part of it so that's probably why but his name is lars ulrich <laughs> no <laughs> but um this recent uh group of songs i think either the album's out or it's coming out very soon but um this group of songs is very much more guitar heavy usually they're way more piano heavy so i've kind of liked these ones are a little different they just have a lot more guitar but it's like jazz with distorted guitar so I'd, kinda yeah. be, uh, i kind of got i i dug it i it. thought it was grady's I like first it. i just had the playlist on when i was driving around today because i was just like oh he went back to the well for some more jazz and i'm like this feels like <laughs> dessert to the playlist it was like <laughs> nice. instrumental no it was really cool yeah, yeah i like it's cool it well. it's just you have to be in the mood i think maybe but um always but it's cool mood, yeah Anyway, the Bad Plus are like a band I always go back to. I've listened to them for a long time. But I always, I, what's the, I always the got them confused with like it? Bad Bad Not Good. I was just good. the Bad Bad yeah, Not the Good bad, Plus. The Bad Bad Not Good Plus. You know? yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get the drummer's name wrong. but I already uh, said it's Lars Ulrich. No. Anyway, uh, hopefully we... Uh, 
I call theme great. Let's do the food, Ooh. the food music next time. Hell yeah. Let's let's Dave do King. it. I knew it was Dave King. Yeah. Dave Lombardo. Dave, Dave King. Um anyway, yeah. follow us on the socials and we'll have this up and hopefully it won't be two months between everything. We're gonna break four episodes this season. That is a Jake Maison guarantee. <laughs> I, I promise. Oh. That was like um, once a quarter last year. That was rough. Yeah, and it wasn't even that. Like we like did it all like back to back to back, and then well, just yeah. we better get on it because we're at currently at once a quarter so far this year because it is April. You know so. the economy is just. <laughs> uh, but I am proud because this uh, episode is a lot less than an hour and a half, and that was our goal. So oh, good job us. Yeah. Uh, we need to go find somewhere to eat, but. Follow What's Your Record on all the socials. You can follow uh, Tyler, hosts all the playlists on Spotify if you want to listen along. And um, it's a great way to stay in shape. Uh, <laughs> anything else? That's it. I think that does it. That does it? All, all right. right. Yeah, Tyler, Thanks you for take listening. us out. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for listening. Thank you to all of our uh, Anchor supporters. We appreciate you guys a lot. Um, I know we've been lacking on the episode uh, quantity lately so we're gonna make thanks uh, for sticking but the in quality there. though <laughs> yeah. the quality's yeah there. that's where your money's going we're yeah. gonna make quality, grady so. pick t-shirts and stickers as that's a grady pig yeah yeah anyway that's a great thanks y'all and we'll see you on the next one Until next time.